professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with the big guy, Ryback, starts now. Welcome to the Ryback Show. I am the big guy, Ryback. Today, I'm joined by the super talented Shane Hartline. We're going to be talking about the coronavirus, everything going on with that social media an in-depth discussion on that we talk a little bit about wrestling david arquette that you can't kill david arquette and just uh, everything going on in the world him being able to to do improv or, or watch uh with robin williams a cool story with that i'm a huge robin williams fan and uh just a great guy super talented and funny and uh, follow his accounts guys on social media ladies and gentlemen without further ado Shane Hartline. Hello. What's going on? How much, man? How you doing? Doing well. How's your day? Pretty good. Pretty good. Los Angeles. So it's not safe to leave the house because of protesters and stuff. But <laughs> Wait, so I had Jasmine St. Clair on here like maybe four or five weeks ago on that. And she was, that was when maybe even a little bit longer than that now. And uh, it was really bad. It's still going on right now. I think that. You know, because of everything that just happened, it's yeah. like heating back up again. But like there was like a shooting a couple streets down, I guess, at like a Trump uh, blockade or something, you know, some craziness. And my girlfriend, she was like, I'm going to leave the house while you do the podcast. And I'm like, eh, you know, it's OK. You should probably just stay here. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> she could join like, us just if, if it's safety first. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is, man, everything going on is crazy to me. The... um I always say, like, this is like the perfect, like, recipe for disaster with, like, people having more than too much time, too. And, yeah. And, like, there's – because, like, I'm so busy. And I go from one thing to the next in which I just barely – I got lucky with this, by the way. I went and had my three-hour massage on my shoulder across town from my Asian miracle worker who is the greatest – Your shoulder. Yeah. Okay. The sh quote, shoulder. Uh <laughs> It looks like a shoulder from what yeah. I Yeah. No, it's, uh, by the way, and I've, I've been more than honest about this. Like I had a whole run in Tampa when I lived in Florida. I actually have spoken about this. My book for my biographies, Broken Bones and Happy Endings, which literally ties in to my Asian spa days that just happened by accident. When I broke my ankle and leg during Nexus, nobody wanted to work on my leg because it was butchered from the surgeries. The only places that would work on it were Asian spas. And mm -hmm. they gave me great sympathy along with many other things. And mm -hmm. it, it turned into this like year and a half run of going to Asian spas, but it started off so innocent. And it was like, I'm crutching in. And like, I, I went to Massage Envy. I had massagers. They were like, everyone was afraid of getting sued because my leg was uh. so bad. Uh -huh. So anyways, that's all was in the past. It was a great time. I was single. Nobody was hurt. And it was a good time. And mm -hmm. then now, though, this lady, though, works at a legit Asian spa, mm -hmm. which there's a lot in Vegas that are. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, they're just like Tampa. But mm -hmm. this is. So and it's family owned and ran. And like they have women that come in there. And like I'm sitting on the couch. And there's like other women in there. And it's it's not what it was before. So but uh -huh. she gives me I get three hours 
and she's broken up all the scar tissue. But I was so relaxed after the massage today because, again, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not helping my cause. <laughs> I forgot I was low on gas. I ran out of gas at the exit getting off. Uh, no shit. Yeah. Luckily, I was not far from my house and I had a gas tank with enough gas. And that got me. I actually. How far did you have to walk? What's that? How far did you have to walk? Not, no, I actually, my, my house was five minutes down the road. Oh, okay. So, okay. and my, the mother lives in the apartment suite of the house. I had, had to call Ma to, to bring mm-hmm. the ga- other gas can I had at home and then got to uh, the gas station. And, but if I wanted, if I would have had to walk, I would have had to message you and push the, Yeah, to right. push it. Yeah, or if, if we could have. So I got lucky. It's meant to be, dude. It's meant to be. But getting back to my point of your story of, of that I'm always going from thing to thing to thing. And it was like, I was like, I can't even fathom having time to to go and do anything. And I understand the people, but like it's this perfect recipe of so many people having a lot of time and a lot of anger with other issues. Oh yeah. On top of these issues. It's been like a cocktail yeah. of just anger, frustration, people, you know, are bankrupt and it's just the worst possible time for that kind of stuff to be happening. So it's this this cocktail of frustration, and it's it, you're seeing how it's being poured out everywhere. It's crazy. All of it, and too, I said that too. Like with everything going on, and we everyone has their opinion on everything, and we're seeing like the stuff on COVID, and it, it, that it maybe wasn't what they said initially, which we had to find out and and whatnot. But when you take money away from people. Mm-hmm. that money is like oxygen. And as far as what yeah. we, we need money to survive, mm-hmm. like when you take that away from people, and I know plenty of people here that haven't been paid anything that were in like the nightlife industry, they never got any money. Like it's bad, mm-hmm. bad. And like, that's mm-hmm. when stuff like, what do you just, just, you can't expect people just to go sit in your house and 100%. just starve and die. Like it's, what are we doing? And so, yeah, it's, it's that's scary. the scariest part is, you don't know exactly what this thing is, or there's no consistency to it. There's no game plan. It's just a mess. And and I don't know that a vaccine is going to be the fix all if a vaccine no. happens, you know, because there's my girlfriend's has a lot of doctors in her family. And one thing that they have said is, you know, it's a vaccine. It's there's so many different types of COVID. And and yeah. it's like they it's just I don't know, man. And they're also like, it's not going anywhere. So no. we get like, so we're going to all probably br- have a brush with it at some point. Yeah. And it's like the flu, you know? My thing too is, is we never have just stopped the world and taken the ability of people to earn a, a living away for, for anything. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we've done this. And then on top of that, when you actually see like the real statistics of like the survival rate and like, there's all these weird things going on. It's just really frustrating because I feel like there's just a lack of information and then going back and forth on information. Masks don't work. No, wear mask. And then people mm-hmm. turning against other people, mainly based off media and social media and the ability uh-huh. of people to post whatever video you want to post with whatever message you want to post edited to elicit an emotion out of people, which is, again, it all comes to the problem of people have too much free time on their hands that when you, my, my belief is when you are focused on sweeping your own porch and you take care of your life and you're like, then you don't get distracted quite as easily because uh-huh. it's taken away from it. But like uh-huh. other people have, when you take away their ability to work and the one thing that can at least get them by, that all of a sudden opens the floodgates to everything. Mm-hmm. And that's, and there's too many people in the world. 
that are in this position mm-hmm. where it's like, what's the tipping point? Because like mm-hmm. once shit starts going, really, like it, it, that's scary to me. Definitely, and I think that the, the the craziest part is this was nothing that anybody even mentally prepared for. Like, and that's the thing that I think I know personally. I think it's just hit me recently. You know, I'll have good days and bad days where days I'm feeling motivated and I'll do a ton of ton of things, and then there yep. I'll have days that I'm like, this just doesn't even fucking feel real anymore. No. You know, it's like mentally we were never ready for something like this. Has this impacted your, like what you had going on with everything you do? Cause I mean, you push out, first of all, extremely talented. Everything. Oh, you, thanks man. Your, your social media too. I'm actually, and I was looking, I go and, and you, you have a good following on social media, but I, and I look at your stuff. I go, man, cause I know what's going on with my accounts and it's, they're suppressed. I go, I feel like you should have even way, you're like this golden gem that, and I know a lot of people know of you, but that it's, you're talented. Oh, man, thank you. That means a lot uh, coming from you, man. It's interesting. You know, a lot of the things that I've been developing, I've been developing a couple projects that for years before this, which this has kind of given me some time to finish those things. The only thing that's affected as far as the acting is there's not as many auditions, barely any, you know, and it's weird because productions... They're starting to open back up a bit, but they kind of even also don't know how to get back into producing TV shows and stuff. It's, uh, you know, so I think that we're just now starting to see things producing uh, things start back production again on television and film and stuff. But for me personally, I'm trying like my best to produce as much right now to keep myself mentally distracted. Yeah. Because when I don't, I sink into like this frustration, depression, and I'm looking at social media too much yes. and getting too fucking pissed off. And then it gets the best of me and my day can be ruined just by seeing some ignorant post or yeah. something that triggers me. And and so I had like the realization, it's funny we're talking about this. I had a realization like two or three days ago, I got to stop scrolling as much. I can post and put my stuff out there. But I gotta stop scrolling as much because I, you know, I'm having fights with family members and yeah. like, you know, and it's just it's it's ruining people. Yeah, and I'm not on a. It's funny, my girlfriend and I had this realization this week. It's like we're not on a platform yet to need to kill ourselves to share our point of yeah. view. You know, we're not on a platform yet to make a big enough of a difference. So it's it's like you gotta. I think it's always important to like, you know, voice your opinion if you feel like you need to, but then what expense is it, you know, worth if it's affecting your happiness and you know, especially right now. I'm going to cut you off right there just in a, just because this is something I, and I talk about this with people and it's really, and I I get mad when I hear like people like Gary Vaynerchuk and I love Gary, but I disagree with I found out about Gary through you. Yeah. No, Gary's man. I, I love Gary, but I wish Gary, like social media is, is fucking poison. And I say that, and I, I have profited it and done amazing with it through with my business. And it, it's a necessity for business. The problem is, is it's more addicting than drugs. Mm-hmm. And it's and you're, what you're talking about, I've seen with everybody that's on it. The problem is, is it's great and it has a lot of benefits. Don't get me wrong. And it's great for connecting. It's a matter of each of us individually, though, being able to use it, not let it use us and push our content out. Like you're, you should push your opinion out on everything. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is you want, 
we get addicted to the feedback, to the comments. Yep. And it doesn't matter if there's a million good comments. All it takes is that one that hits on it. And that's why Gary, that I do agree with him, he goes, the good doesn't matter and the bad doesn't matter. And I push that out constantly. Like, And the key is you just know what you want. You have your goals. And fuck what everybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. Problem is, it's too convenient. It's on our phones. It's there. And it, it's compulsive to go and check it. And you start scrolling. I got to take it off my phone so that I, it, I, I can go through extra steps. And I put my content out in the morning. Problem is, is I talk to people that work for me. And I message the other people that run my other accounts through it. I'm constantly on it as well. More than I ever was wrestling. Or like I didn't want, want nothing to do with it then. And I've seen it. I'm happy. And I had a lot of things going on, but I had to stop and with everything going on. I realized I was on it way more than I even needed to be and should be. Everyone is. That the key is to use it and then have stuff going on for real life. And mm-hmm. like and just let that get captured and put it on and get it off and keep living in real life. And we'll get the benefits of it. The problem is, though, like it's just overwhelming. And now all this going on. You're forced, you're sitting at home. What else, what is there to do? There's only so much to do in ways. And like they're limiting contact of going out with other people, of doing things. So the go-to is everyone's going on to the devices, getting angrier. Like I have days and I'm happy as all hell where I get on it and I get frustrated. And I'm like, and I just got to go, this is, no, just go, let's go read. Like just go for a walk. And like, it's, I understand what you're going through. And this is a much bigger problem than anything else even I think going on of what's happening with humans and the, and the technology. Imagine so, in like 50 years when they look, they look back on, you know, we're the Guinea pigs for this. Yeah, exactly. You know, and man, it's scary. And I, yeah, There's I don't know what a for social media and for phones. If There's not already a hundred percent. I wouldn't be surprised if there already is. I need to find out about it, but it, it's a real problem mm-hmm. going on. And, and like, to the other thing, man, in like in real life, and this is like in, for me even, I didn't realize this when I like, I've talked about it when I got into WWE, even in like developmental and FCW and all the other things. I never met bad fans. I never, in social media, Facebook, I was barely on it, but I never saw anything negative. People in real life were always good. And then like, I remember when I got called up to for NXT for WWE. There was like, I remember I went on Facebook one day and there was like a Skip Sheffield hate page of just why like people wanted me dead and what a piece of shit I was. Jesus. And I remember th- just sitting there and being like, who the fuck doesn't like Skip Sheffield? The guy is the friendliest guy in the world. Uh-huh. But that was like kind of my, I'll never forget sitting in my apartment and that was the introduction into the hate of the, that. But oh, it dude, exposes I, us to the lowest I, level of like people where there's no... Anyone can say anything to anyone, and that doesn't exist in the real world at all times. Yeah, I can't even imagine, you know, someone on on the platforms and, you know, with the audience that you have, what you've been exposed to as far as, like, negative people. But, like, I um, even, you know, I started doing YouTube, like, a couple months after it started in 2005, and I've been, in, you know, posting content since then. And, you know, for me, like, it really affected me earlier on because, you know, I, I mean... I am a, an, an actor with a neurological condition that affects my speech. So it's like people, it's like those types of people find anything they can really, you know? Yeah. To like, Oh, what's wrong with your voice? Geez. Why do you sound like that? You know, like, and I didn't you know, even I, realize that with you. Yeah. Yeah. Not many people do like, and I'm only one of the like two or three actors that 
exist with this condition. And I'm very fortunate to have such a mild case of it. Yep. And if you do your research, like if you look up spasmodic dysphonia is what the condition is called. There's people that like suffer. They, yeah. I mean, it is heartbreaking and they lose their jobs and everything. And, you know, I've had this since I was like five or six and, you know, my childhood was much worse as, as far as bullying and, and all that and it, and it affecting me. But I've kind of grown, you know, doing content for so long, it, it's, you know, I probably over time got as much as you have as fast as you did yeah. because, you know what I mean? Yep. You know, Even a little, it's all the same. It, negative, it, yeah. it, it, it has, you have to learn to, it, a lot of people, like we saw like with that Hana Kimura, uh, unfortunately took her life and like, you know, even that, that didn't stop anyone. It's just, it, it got even worse, I feel like. And I still, you just got to get like, it's up to us to get to a place of not letting it affect us. And like, that's now I can, I've always just been able to brush it off and that, and, but and, it, it hurts when you, especially you have a condition or something. It's just, it's crazy that people go that route to me. Mm -hmm. You said something one time on, on one of your podcasts that like really, you know, switching the, you know, cause it, they're that way because they're sad and they're, you know, they, they're, they're miserable. Yeah. So they're taking it out you know, on anything that they can find, anything yeah. that they can latch on to. And so that's really what, it, it, it's a hard practice, but I, I try to be more empathetic to those types of people. Yeah. But that in itself is really hard because, you know, yep. with anything that we've, you know, been bullied with on in our whole life or, you know, our, our reflex is a defense, you know, like my reflex is to defend myself and, and yeah. you know, and, and that's what, it's funny, this condition it's to in a nutshell real quick basically what happens is people go through traumatic incidents and then like there's a switch in a certain part of their brain and it like it's like a little electrical surge happens and and then your vocal system switches basically yeah so then what happens from then on is anytime that anytime your brain feels the need to go into defense mode, whether it's a stressful situation or something, that's when for me, my voice sounds kind of breathy or, but for other people, it can affect them differently in that it, they sound kind of choky or, yeah. you know, it's heartbreaking, but you know, I lost my train of thought. No, but, the de uh, getting defensive though, over the comments, like yeah. when you see that is, this is where I go back to, here's my thing with it. I go, even, I think and it comes back to us that like, if we know what we're doing and putting out we have to become disconnected from the comments altogether because to me, even now there's always, now you can have people like what's when you're testing something else, you want to get the feedback on something that's a little different when you're trying to get, but for the most part, for like what we're talking about, put out our stuff. And the key is even looking at the good comments. Mm -hmm. Like I think it stems in from us insecurity in a way can, in, in some cases and where, but it's an addiction as well. And it kills time that, but like for me, I get mad now because I go, I'm wasting my fucking time. And mm -hmm. I go, I don't need to see the good or the bad. And I, I don't care. Why am I distracting myself? What else could I be doing? And I think it goes back to everyone's like, time is going faster. The days are getting shorter. No, it's not. We're lost in the comments. It's yeah. literally, it's the number one thing. And I have found the more that I limit it and I, I just stop. I remember too, and they tell you, that's to Instagram, like all the comments, respond. You know how many social media platforms there are that are doing that? Your whole day will be just literally, yeah. and, they're, and they're making money off of it, and they've limited everyone's exposure. They're to blame for a lot of this. Mm -hmm. How this? They're trying to get people hooked in this, and they have. 
And yep. it's which why I wish Gary would be a little more honest on that. That bothers me sometimes. And I love Gary. But like what's going on with the platforms is pure greed and evil. Like Instagram. I just had another phone call with them because what's going on? They, they limited my account again. When you say that, what do you mean by that? Suppressing it, which they okay. told me that like. So they, not as many people seeing it. Yeah. Basically. So if you look at the amount of followers, like I have 1.4 million now. Mm-hmm. And basically based off of them, 10% of my audience will see my post. That's common mm-hmm. fact. They've, they've acknowledged this to me. So for any post I put out, 140,000 of my 1.4 million should be exposed to that post, which that alone is bullshit. In my that's but that's that's the game and they, they've acknowledged that I'm not even getting I'm getting like 0.01 percent of actual engagement which is not and they've already told me that my accounts are being suppressed they won't tell me why they blew me off again a manager was supposed to come like there's something going on and I, I'll tell you I've talked about it but I, I have my theories on what's going on everything legally with WWE and the social media accounts and it all coincides when I didn't sign them over to them when I left it gets worse at different periods uh, of things, but they are limiting what the, and their thing. They told me even they go, well, pay for your post to be seen. They, you shouldn't have to. No, they've taken away organic reach by people and people that have brands. They hit even harder. And a lot of people that are actually killing it on social media are paying for all their stuff. Uh-huh. And they have the money to do it. That's why you'll see some people that you're like, how the hell do they mm-hmm. have 15 million followers? They come for money. And they've been able to pay for the majority of it. Now, there's always exceptions to the rule. But that's the game now. It's a, it, social media is becoming a rich person's game. of, And they're suppressing the more and more on on different levels. But it's they're to blame for a lot of the problems, I feel. But it's up to us to then learn about ourselves and not let us become victims to their system and that. But it, it's 100%. It's where I, everyone's I, at. It's where the reach is at. It's what you have. It's how you get known. It's how it, it's such a big part of our lives now. So you hit the nail on the head when you you said it. It, it is such. It's a drug. It's a drug because yep. you know research has shown that. By the way, yeah, and I think it's even worse for someone. I all the time say that if I wasn't you know pursuing um, place in this entertainment business, that I would not be on social media. I don't um, want to be on it. I don't either. And I all the time say that I wouldn't be on it if I wasn't doing this, but it's, I think it's even worse for someone in the entertainment business because, you know, for an actor in particular, you know, we do this because we want to book a gig and, you know, the feeling of being on a set and And you know how it is. Yeah. It's like, we're doing something, it worked and people are responding to it. And that's the same feeling of putting out content on social media. It's like, there's no better feeling that when I like make a video that I'm feeling all confident about, I put it out there and it gets like, for me, a good response. And I'm like, hell yeah, this one worked. And my whole day is affected. I'm like, I'm happier. And then it affects my voice. And I'm like, talking perfectly. So it's like, it affects me my whole day. And then on the flip side, if I put out something like, damn, this is good. I can't wait to put this out. And it get, it's crickets. It ruins my day. And then that frustrates me even more yeah. that this it's a, it's a spiral, man. And I know so many people deal with it, but I think more so people deal with it that are in the entertainment business because it's like, we're already on the outside trying to create opportunities and get opportunities, you know, through productions or entertainment companies or whatever it may be. So then it's literally the same kind of thing in just another world. The feedback and to see that is important. 
Like it is because that's how you entertainment. It's a little different with that, and that you do gauge that it, it gives you a direct. You know what I mean? But it, it's the thing is, it's not. It's becoming not so attached to it, mm-hmm. but it's so addictive. And there's so many. And I think too, though, you're also exposed though to like for us. I think if you put out anything, you expect it to be good. You expect you want good comments, but then you see the bad. And I think with social media, it allows people to to be more vile and vicious. Mm. And say and be more per- and personally attack, mm. whereas you're not getting feedback directly all the time on on that. Like you said, if it's people going after a condition that you have, that's personal now. Mm. That's where you know where you're not dealing with that on a. No one's do- doing that in person. It's, no, it's either that sucked or it, where it's that's a little easier to brush off. I feel like rather than someone taking a personal attack on you or what feels personal. And, and most of the time with my condition in particular, it's people that don't understand it. Yeah. And I always go into that is most people don't understand it. Now, if past that, I explain it to them or they do their research and they figure out what it is and they they still like critique it or try to – I'd be like, fuck off. You yeah. know, like at that point, there's no fixing you. There's no, there's uh, no winning. Um, but, and that's kind of how it's been my whole life. I think most of it, most of it, it's just people don't understand it because it's such a rare condition, but that's just an example. You know, yeah. people deal with it in all kinds of, you know, uh, uh weight conditions any, any, anything, you know, it's, yeah. it's this toxic wasteland, you know, that, know. you know, so much there, that, the bad part is so much good can be done with social media. I agree. It's a mix of so much good and so much bad. And there is good too. That's the thing. The good yeah. does exist. And it, it's just that it opens the floodgate. It's like I said, you're literally letting it top to bottom. You're letting the 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 lowest of the low and with the highest of the high. It's an all out free for all. There's sewage swimming around in there. There's clean. There, it's all just a big, just big stew of of the world of everything. Mm-hmm. Which and there's no filtering that. So yeah. it's like in real life. I like you. You pick who you surround yourself with. If you go and there's people that you you don't like being around, you just stop being around them. They don't have access to you. You don't talk to them anymore. But social media and there's such a plethora of people on there. It's like it's a factory line. It doesn't matter. You know, I've blocked so many people, and I go, I bet I think I, I got them all. Nope, it's <laughs> it, it's literally <laughs> that was it. A, that was the last one. Last one in the world. I am set for the rest <laughs> of my life. Like I always think that. I go, this is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine how many people. Do you? Is there a number you know, like a rough number of how many people you've blocked? So this was I before I did this years ago. I actually made a huge mistake because I got off Twitter for quite a while. I actually, we counted, and I remember it was a thing. They actually posted it. It was over 5,000 people blocked years ago on Twitter. I literally went and freed them all. And because <laughs> I go, you know what? We're going we're gonna to give them a second chance. And then, because oh I, I didn't think God. I was ever going to get back on Twitter again. I was using the Buffer app, this Buffer app, to push out yeah. my content. And so I didn't even care. And then when my business started growing more and I realized I – it was literally taking away a sales funnel for my business and giving me a voice and using it in the appropriate way that I don't know what the numbers at again, but we're probably <laughs> approaching that all over again. That is probably the same ones that I blocked to so begin funny. with, but it is what it is. And I don't ever like, I have no, like I do it for them more than anything. I go, man, if I bother you that much, like I just, yeah, I'll help you out. Like, yeah, yeah. It's uh, but it, it, it's just, 
it's odd. It's usually two for things, and it's never. I, ima- not I like accurate. to imagine that they go off once you block them to that Facebook, that Skiff Sheffield Facebook they created. <laughs> Directly and that's where where they, they all, go. <laughs> oh, we can't wait till we get out. If I were to go visit that Skip Sheffield page, I, I may need a box of tissue or two to see some of the hate <laughs> going on there. Oh, man. man, that is uh, – it is what it is. But I think yeah. it's up to us just to try to control as much as possible. Yeah. My thing is is filling our day with as much real-life activities as possible. Because don't get me wrong, there's nothing – I actually once a week, twice a week, have a bottle of red wine and sit there. And, and it, it could be enjoyable. No doubt. It's just a matter of, though, when we're trying to do other things or like it can can't let it ruin our day. And the way we do that is by just staying physically active and creating real relationships and and doing things. But we're giving this to kids. We have a whole new generation like we're dealing. I've I've dealt with it on people I've met that have grown up on it now. Their brains work an entirely different way than anything I've ever seen. It's scary, man. Yeah. I have nephews that are just glued yep. to iPads and cell phones and they're, you're right, their brains are being programmed differently and they're becoming these just wired zombies yes. in a sense. And that's the evolution that's gonna happen. It is happening. Literally, we're gonna evolve. Idiocracy is actually, yep. like, have you seen the movie? Oh yeah. Yeah, and you, uh, not everyone has, believe it or not. And I lo- like, I go, we are literally Living approaching in that in Black Mirror rapidly. Mm-hmm. A combination mm-hmm. of like, and I've seen it with other people that, that I've talked to here and where I, I go, man, and this is happening on a worldwide scale of everything going on. There's no reasoning either it's like everything just works differently and it it's scary and eventually that number is gonna it, it's gonna overcome and it already started it has started to in, in, a, in a great way i feel like but i've read too and i've seen like from other people i follow robert kiyosaki who's rich dad poor dad brilliant brilliant guy but talking about and I've, I've known this though with everything we're going like artificial intelligence has taken over mm-hmm. like they're talking about they've already they're already testing it out on the where the the semi trucks everything though the, which is insane to think about but like the the ubers or the taxis all these things are going to be ran by artificial intelligence eventually which is going to be eliminating jobs from humans which is like I just don't, and they and they talk about like entrepreneurs are going to be the ones that thrive in this environment because they're going to be able to provide jobs and, but the world we are part of a, a changing landscape, and it's this is I think with everything going on now is kind of really exposing it to everyone like what's going on. It goes even deeper. I mean, think about like in the entertainment business. Did you see that thing that came out like a couple months ago about this digital influencer? It's a girl. She's literally a computer generated. Just it like a graphic, basically animated influencer character who has been signed to, I want to say like CAA, the biggest agency in Hollywood, and she's doing ads and it's this fake computer generated character that is now like, I'm like, okay, that's, is that where things are headed? Where it's going to be computer generated, perfect humans for the entertainment business or bringing back, you know, dead actors with, you know, face swap technology that's happening now. And in which businesses though, that's the thing. So businesses and they want to keep their costs as low as possible. When you eliminate, Oh, we have to give Shaq a hundred million dollar deal for this, or we can have this robot for free <laughs> or, or for a much lesser cost. Uh-huh. They're going to take that, which is why Bezos and these guys where they're going and with the, they're, they're eliminating the need for humans. Yeah. And yep. for their own greed. 
I'm telling you, it's very scary. Like it should never go that route, in my opinion, because it, it's taking away the, it's the from the evolution of humans, and it's it's we're literally Terminator. Like it's it's not ridiculous anymore. Like if you would have told me some of these movies are going to play out Jurassic Park, they, I've seen things where they're talking about like genetically being able to bring back dinosaurs, and and, and yeah. Like, Wait a second. We have all these movies telling us, no, we can't do this. Too many mornings. There's going to yeah. be cyborgs and T-Rexes out there. But but would you get a robot Asian massage? Yeah. That's the question. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Dude. The pressure would not ease throughout. They would Their strength would for the 60 minutes or the three easy, hours. Easy. <laughs> um. No, but like this is. This is now real discussions of like, because you look at the, the history of time, we, and you, I do this all the time where I look back and I go, man, the people in the 1900s, the 1800s, and like, people are going to look back at us and like, man, those people, like, what were they doing? Like, yeah. it's, it's going to evolve and it's ra- happening so rapidly now because things were kind of the same for so, for a long time or evolved slowly. And then like now iPhone it, changed everything. Yeah. Like the, the Jetsons, like take the Jetsons. That's not ridiculous anymore mm-hmm. to me. Like that in a hundred years that that is the world that like, if you were to show me in that now I go, I'm not shocked with how fast this is all evolving. And like, have the, you ever gone down the rabbit hole on YouTube? These people, there's like a whole thing on YouTube of, you know, and I, I believe that most of them are fake, but sometimes I get really entertained by them of these people that are like, I traveled, back in time from like a hundred years in the future and they talk in detail about what the future is like. It's obviously many of them are fake, but some of them are like kind of entertaining and like, maybe this is where we're headed. You know, like it's a whole like thing on YouTube of like, I traveled back from the year (laughs) 2,500 and this is what I saw. Like, did they, are the people like some of them, are they doing like DMT or anything where they're tripping and going into the different places or is this just, it's all different. It's all different. It's people that, uh, disguise themselves that say, I can't let anybody know who I am. (laughs) Um, so it's clearly some of it is people like doing bits, but like, but it's, it's, some of them are entertaining and like, you know, they they just say things like, you know, it's been a while since I watched them, but just like, just some of them are like, the world is, you know, evolved into this. A lot of it is artificial intelligence that they talk yeah. about, you know, but it's, it's pretty entertaining and it's a fun rabbit hole to slip down. Have you seen Black Mirror? Oh yeah. Oh, like a big that, fan. Yeah. Like that to me is, and I remember watching that in like the Instagram episode that was kind of like Instagram, but where everyone's rating everyone on their and acting all fake. Oh. And like, I go, but we're already kind of, with Instagram is evolving into that more and more rapidly. But like even like the review apps and like it now in like groceries, Instacart and Postmates or Uber Eats and you're rating like we're already in that like we're doing it. Absolutely. Where our Yelp rating is so important to a business. Yep. You know that people threaten ratings. Yeah. You know, I'm going to rate you bad. No, no, please don't. In that, where um, my thing is, is this going to be a way to with like that that show that doesn't sound ridiculous anymore? There's going to be something that's going to literally you're going to be able to rate people like where we would rate each other on this conversation after mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. what would you give me so far? Five stars so far, Sick, out of five. Thanks, yeah, man. no, this has been like hell I, yeah. I got a page of notes that I haven't even 
I lo- these are my favorite ones. I feel like because your friends, I feel like because you know like Ryan Nemeth, right? And like yeah. that, like it's oh, it's a small world. Like if you're friends with a guy, I'm a friends with because I have so few friends. I'm like instantly just by default friends. That's what. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, so it's I'm pretty simple like that. You know what one of my bucket list items is? What's that? It's to go to Hooters with you and Dolph Ziggler. Oh my god, we got to make that happen. <laughs> I hear you guys talk about it. I'm like, I got to do this at some point. I miss that more than anything. People go, what do you miss about WWE? I miss after a SmackDown taping and being on the road for five days, me and my buddy Dolph Ziggler going into a Hooters, getting a, getting a big thing of, of Buffalo wings and just drinking big Coors Lights or Mick Ultras or whatever they have on tap. But like, I don't even care. And just two or three, not, nothing ridiculous. Just sit there, take our time. Go back to the hotel and go to bed, get up, go take the flight, go home. But it was like always after a long week on the road, the stress was gone because like, and you're just going. And that was the, the five days. That's, so that, and that food was just extra good because you can relax on the diet for a night because you don't got TV the next day, you know, and man. That's the best. I don't know if you know this, but I was uh, I was an independent wrestler for a couple of years. I did not know that. In the Southeast. Yeah. I mean, I, I wrestled Roderick Strong. Um, okay. You know, I was uh, 2005 to 2007. Um, I was Rip Malibu. I was a surfer. I love it already. Uh, character. Uh, my finishing move is I would uh, body slam my opponent and surf on him <laughs> and then drop an elbow. Yes. It was fun. But that that's the one, you know, I one thing I missed the most is just the camaraderie of, you know, the, the dudes I used to train with and, you know, wrestled on the weekends with, and, you know, I don't miss the bullshit that the reasons I left, but it's always this, like, I still to this day, man, every now and then I'll watch, you know, something, you know, one of the shows and I'm like, God dang it. I want to get back into it. I want to do it. But then like, I always remind myself of like, Oh no, those three years, your knees are already effed and you know, but I, that's one thing I miss so much about wrestling. And, and right now in particular, it's like I miss doing the comedy shows, you know, doing shoots, you know, just like anything with just that camaraderie aspect yeah. to it. You know, that's another thing that like humans need so badly. You can't sit in isolation. I dealt with this when I left WWE. I actually had to deal with all this with my injuries of like, and I did independence for two years, and but mm-hmm. I... I was, and I was really hurt. And when I started the stem cells and then my dog had the disc disease and had to stop traveling altogether the last two years, I kind of had to go into this isolation of, and just, I was so busy with everything and I have interaction still with the show. I was in so much pain and I was constantly just trying to do stuff and rehab and do these different things that I had to just deal with this on my own. And I, I think I handle this stuff all really well and I'm good at like, I, but and it was, it was tough still at times. And I see though other people deal with this now. And I'm re- I really feel for them because they don't have these other things going on because that their job was something different than I went to, to work for myself. So I was able to stay busy with that. Whereas not everyone has that option. And it's to be told to just sit in isolation. A lot of people too, apartments, especially like living back in New York city, imagine like living in a shoebox apartment, yeah. like, which oh, is I'm, great I'm going when, through in any right other now. situation, if you're happy in that, but like to be just stuck in that. Yeah. It, my it's, girlfriend, it's tough. you know, yeah, it, it can be really tough. And, and my girlfriend and I are like, we have really, we have a good understanding that if, you know, any of us are kind of vocal that we need some space or, you know, like something, because we're in a super small apartment right now yeah. in Los Angeles. And, and, you know, you got to have space and you, people need time with their friends. And it's just, this is another thing that like, we aren't 
meant to deal with. And I don't think mentally we, like I said, it's another thing we weren't mentally ready for. No, nobody is on this. And it's just the people and the fighting and my thing too. And ever, no matter what, like your stance is on, on anything I go, I go, but we're, we're taking money away from people mm-hmm. and they're not, we're not replacing that with anything mm-hmm. and everything's still being charged. Like there's something's just off and it's, there's no, it's two, two weeks. It's turned into how many months uh, now to the yep. better part of a year. Yep. I remember on, I won't forget. I remember sitting and I saw this in the beginning of the year when this China, everything, I remember talking to my, my dad called and I go, this is going to be really bad. I go, the way that they're already publicizing this, and this wasn't even, it wasn't even blown up yet. I go, they've already started the process. I go, they're doing a numbers count. I go, this isn't good. And, and it wasn't. And it, mm. it's. I definitely didn't, you know, at, at first I was definitely one of those people. I think more so that I didn't want to believe that it was going to be yeah. as intense, you know, so I was, oh, it's another flu type thing. And then, you know, my tune quickly changed, but um, <laughs> you made me think of something that I, you know, I was thinking about earlier is all these people that every new year that comes around, it's like, oh my God, I'm so glad this year's over. <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait for 2020. If one effort says anything like that at the end of this year, I'm going to lose my <laughs> shit. Like that, that has always been something that's like driven me crazy. There's no reset. Like oh. we're the reset. Yeah, if you need to mindset. change something about your world, just you have to change it, you dumb shit. It's the, like the the number that we're using for the year does not change your mindset. That's <laughs> what, whenever I see someone and they're going, I'm gonna quit smoking in two weeks, like, you go, bitch, just stop now. <laughs> like, exactly. You're gonna deal with this. It's gonna be actually worse in two weeks for the other two weeks added of nicotine. Like yep. just I've never, never understood that. And like, it's like the junk food. I'm not going to eat junk food or McDonald's ever again. I go, no, no, listen, Karen, that craving is going to come back tomorrow at some point. Or Mm -hmm. if you say, I'm going to quit drinking altogether, that, that you can, you can get shit face drunk all you want. The leading up to, I go that, and you might be good for a few hours or a day. And I go that, that thing's going to hit. It's going to be your mindset Mm -hmm. that like in the decision of, do you want to stop or do you want to change? But humans have always, they've all, I've always been fascinated by by us humans, the uh, well, you're not full human. You're part machine. Yeah, so. part machine, maybe alien. I don't know. I'm. Yeah. Uh, I followed another page that my this girl I follow. I guess for blood type Rh negative, which <laughs> I didn't know. But that's a thing. Yeah. Oh, I, or, but it, I didn't know. I didn't follow them because of the Rh. Because I don't know. I, I I think I'm a negative, but I don't the. I followed them because they posted something that it was. I go, oh, I could use some of this stuff for some of my supplement stuff and we could change the images and I look for content and I go, they have some good stuff from that. And then I didn't realize what it was. And then they like sent me this long message. Like you're one of us brother. And like, we knew we could tell through the, the your eyes and like this. whole I go, Jesus what? Christ. Like <laughs> now I got to go get blood work to see if I'm RH negative, if I'm part Jeez. alien. Cause I think they think I'm part alien. <laughs> Are you a lizard person? Is that I what could be. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm my quest for knowledge to pass on to, to you humans uh-huh. trying to help you. Yeah. The, um, you know what I saw on your thing? The uh, man, I'm jealous. Cause I love Robin Williams. I didn't realize you actually got to work with him. Right. Well, I met him or met him. Um, Did yeah. You do anything yeah with so him? he showed up. 
it was crazy. So my comedy theater that doesn't exist anymore. One night, uh, you know, what was great about this theater out here is that you could just like do shows every night of the week if you wanted to. So and there were multiple stages. So in the backstage theater, I was just get to, getting done doing a comedy show. And my buddy texts me and he's like, dude, come to the main stage. Robin Williams just showed up. Whoa. He just walked in and was like, can I perform with the t- team that's about to go up? And they're like, of course. So yeah. sorry, Robin, did. not tonight. <laughs> We're full. Um, no, but apparently, yeah, he just, there was a period of time in Los Angeles where he was just going from comedy theater to comedy theater and just hopping in with the teams that were performing. And so I went in and watched him just, I watched basically front row, like less than 15 feet away from him, just crush an improv show. Wow. And it was just, it all happened so quick. And I took a little video of it and I'm, that you, it's on my Instagram right now. And, and, and I told my buddy, you know, as soon as they're done, like we got to run to the back exit cause he's going to go out the back exit yep. and I have to meet him. I'm not the type that gives a shit. I don't want to ever meet my heroes. You know, I've, I've actually had a couple of interactions with wrestlers that I used to look up to that didn't end up going yeah. very well. So I, I don't like to meet, you know, people that quote unquote heroes, but, but yeah, he was yeah. one that I was like, I have to meet him. I have to get my picture with him. And he, he couldn't have been nicer. And I got to have like a little quick conversation with him and, you know, tell him that, you know, just really how much his career has meant to me and inspired me. And yeah, I got my picture with him. And that was like the one instance I think I have been starstruck. You know, I, I've been fortunate to work with Russell Brand and Alec Baldwin and Tom Cruise and guys like that. And like, I've never been starstruck like that. Like it hit me, like really hit me. And the sad part, you know, I mean, obviously we know how sadly his story ended, but what sucks is, um, I don't know if this sounds selfish, but whatever, but I posted the video of that, his performance the next day. And then the, the, the lady that ran my comedy theater, she contacted me and very nicely asked me to take it down because I guess his people didn't want me to post it for some reason. And I said, of course, of course, no problem. And she was like, thank you so much for understanding. The next time he comes, we'll make sure that you get to perform with him. And I was like, I was on cloud nine because I was like, oh, I might get to perform with Robin Williams. Um, And that, of course, didn't happen because, you know, a couple months after uh, what happened happened. And, (sighs) you know, but um, man, uh, he's I don't think there will ever be anybody like him, you know, brilliant mind, brilliant mind. And yeah. And what's funny is, you know. He was so funny, but I think it was just like, if you go back and watch like his appearances on late night shows or like some of his standup, it's not that what he was saying was like groundbreaking comedy. It was him, yeah. you know, and, and that's always been something with me is because sometimes as a, you know, doing comedy online or, you know, you know, one of my biggest dreams is to be on Saturday Night Live. I actually recently sent a tape in, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> but uh, something I struggle with a lot is is this thing of like with comedy of overthinking it or yeah. trying to make it too smart or escaping too far away from who you really are. Yep. And that's something I, you know, I go in and out of and, and I'm constantly trying to just be as authentic as I possibly can and do as much as what I think is funny, yeah. you know? I do the same. I've actually, with my YouTube, and I wanted people to understand, and I, I don't give a fuck. I'm just, I've learned, and I think that when you could free yourself mentally from whatever chains and things that are holding you down, and what, of, of worrying about what people are going to think, because that oftentimes, like wrestling, 
a lot of guys that are serious characters get bogged down and they're, they can't be themselves in real life because they got to be a tough guy all the time, brother, or whatever the fuck it is where I go, no, you don't. I go, all that matters, I go, I'm so goddamn tough when I'm in the ring. I'm so believable. You won't give it. I don't care if I'm running around naked an hour before in the street doing monkey noises. You're going to be watching me kick ass in the ring because I'm so locked in. And I'm at that moment, I'm, I'm that. You could be that, but you got to be able to free yourself of what people are going to think of the judgments and critiques. And that's like, I use my YouTube and I, I've just, it's allowed me to get my personality out there more than everything. All of this was kind of tied into that, but I think it, you're, you hit it, the nail on the head of just trying to be who you are and what you think is funny and, and turning it up and, you know, but like, that's the best sure. I think. And the guys that are the most successful are the ones that are able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- you know, and that's hard. It's hard for people, especially in this business. Definitely, you yeah. know, I think the biggest thing about becoming an actor and I've, I've worked with, you know, I've worked with some wrestling schools and, and, and helping people with, you know, promos and character work specifically in that, I, I like to look at it like this is like we go through so many years of our life of putting all these layers of insecurities on ourselves yep. and all this bullshit and stuff. So as an entertainer, so often wrestlers over- put a lot of work as they should into their body and learning how to wrestle, but they often disregard and don't put enough work into the creative part of your brain yep. and and peeling those onion layers off of un- insecurities and bullshit because you know i've been to so many schools and, and helping people with their characters and it's like i see like people that are just putting on an act and it, you can't it, it's play a wrestler of- if you're going to be successful out as a wrestler yes absolutely and i see it. I, I could spot it a million miles away the, yeah, there's a dude. lot of people on tv playing wrestler and this isn't but they have it's it blows my mind yeah. and i'm just going to say this because i mean I'm not trying to be a, a WWE star, but it blows my mind how many people are on TV that like that I can tell are neglecting that part of the package, yep. you know, and I think when I would go to schools and I would work with students on this, I would say, put it as much effort as you do into your body or the, learning the moves and the psychology into the creative part of your brain. Mm-hmm. Take improv classes, take an acting class, stand in front of a mirror and, and do funny voices. I talk and, to myself all the time. Yeah. I, I never did. And that sounds crazy. I literally, my neighbors probably think I'm the biggest whack job. I cut promos in my hot tub. Sometimes I just start talking. I do uh-huh. it in my kitchen. I, I, I'm driving. I start talking. And I, I learned that in WWE and I, the more I did it, the better I felt like and the more comfortable I could just be me. Yep. And like, but people, and that to me used to, I would have felt so insecure if I, when I first started wrestling doing that, but that's as important as anything. And the biggest stars in the business all understood that. I think that, that so many people that are learning promos or character in wrestling are being, you know, taught by great people, but they're being taught in very ABC ways. And I feel like each person that is wanting to become a wrestler has to be taught that part of it in an individual approach. You like can't I be feel taught, like though, I think that's something you have to un- find on your own though. I've seen but what it, I mean. Like, I think, yeah. but what I mean is that, that exactly. But I think what I mean is that each like for acting in particular, it's like, I can't go to one school and guarantee results. Now I can go to one school and pick a few kernels that work for my recipe, but like, and that's the same thing for wrestlers and learning promos and characters. It's like, you can't just like, uh, okay, it's yeah. You've got to like, the first step should be 
shaken off all of the the insecurities and bullshit and nerves and stuff. And that comes from doing things that make you uncomfortable, taking improv classes, like whatever it may be, it's different for each person. It is. Yeah. You know, so. No, it's something and I've seen, and this isn't like, and even when I did independence for two years and like, and like, I love moves. Like I think moves are part of wrestling. But moves, it's what you do before and after. It's the Look at language. John Cena, man. Yeah. You, but there's a reason, and Randy Orton talks about it. Randy's trying to help these talents and telling them, and it hurts storytelling because also, too, it hurts your ability to make money over a longer period of time. When yes. you, but what happens is, is you, anybody can go in and do A through Z of moves. What do you, learning, though, to the game used to be how can we go out to the ring and get as loud of a reaction out there with doing the least amount as possible. And then you take that and, and when you do that, and that that's maybe live events and different things, or the, the goal would be, what are we gonna go out there and do tonight to take this crowd through a, a roller coaster of emotions and then get them to make the loudest reaction of the night on the one thing at the end of the match. Mm-hmm. And then not, what can we do over and over and over again in that because we're, we are very uncomfortable with silence so we just need to get little little pops throughout. Yeah. And like it's and it's it's just a different mentality that you don't. It's almost like you're working to show everyone in the back what you could do, rather than my thing is I'd rather just go out there. I get great pride of going out there and doing the least possible and getting the loudest reaction, because I didn't have to just do what you did, and, and but I, I'll do it at the right time. The one well, thing I've, and like it's to me I've it's just a, a different mindset of. How many and, and like I don't know it, it's being okay letting like a crowd digest and giving them emotion and intensity and facials and it, dude it, one of my favorite yeah. moments in wrestling was Hogan and The Rock just staring at each other. Yep, they didn't do anything. No, you I've know, seen and, independent people say oh, how bad these guys suck and like they do it. I've seen it like they talk like Stone Cold sucks and Shaw. I'm like what? What? <laughs> like like what? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It's, Look at their bank account and tell me they suck. Yeah. Yeah. Ass. It's like, just a different, different thing, and that's not yeah. everyone. It's just and, it, it, and it, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge fan of like what they're doing at AEW and the, all the guys involved there. Same. But I mean, the the truth is that like you can't tell me that like a kid is out there watching it and saying like, man, the favorite part of my that match was that 17th flip they did. Yeah. You no, know, it doesn't. It, it's the characters. It's the it's the moments in between, man. Yeah. Like. You know who's really good at that and what he's done? And Seth Rollins, though, what I, and I got to work with him a lot. But I watch in different matches, and and he's new school and old school, and he's always respected both. And uh, But he'll, like, even – I've seen him, like, if he puts stuff together for a match where he'll make the biggest thing, like, the final thing, where it's – you know what I mean? And he does mm-hmm. it, and he learned mm-hmm. to – you don't have to just do a million things out there in that – if you go out, but you do the little things well. Like, how many guys do you see even get a guy into a turnbuckle and just turn it up on him in a turnbuckle and work work a guy over? Like, I want to see how long I can keep a guy in the turnbuckle and keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. it just like guys too. Like, I hate one of the things in getting on. I hate when guys get shot into a buckle or do run into the buckle, the corner buckle, and no sell mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I'm like Bret Hart spent all that time, Chris Benoit, these guys that when you take a turnbuckle, that it, it's a weapon. Yep. We're telling them it's not like there's just basic psychology that I feel like. But my thing is, oh, you know, I go, you guys go do what you're going to do. I'm going to I will do that in my match and I'll mm-hmm. be special. Mm-hmm. And that and like mm-hmm. that's just the way because you can't either you get it or you don't. But yeah, 
Have you seen the new film, by the way? I just saw it last night, the David Arquette. You can't kill David Arquette. I just watched it. Did I you just re- watched it. Oh, yeah. It's a, I loved it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it yeah. Was. And he's such a cool guy, man. I've, I've connected with him? him on Instagram, and he was supposed to do a, one of my On Your Mark uh, comedy shows that we were going to do. But yeah, man, I thought it was really well put together, and what a crazy story. I didn't realize... Like, I, I remember watching during that period and, and being a fan of wrestling. I've always grown up watching wrestling. I was never, and I had other friends that I met in high school. They're not friends, I should say, people I knew. And I saw, like, the, the, their obsession with it was on a whole other level of me uh, than, like, and I just loved it. And I was like, I, my thing was, oh, I'm going to do that. Like, it, it was just a little different mentality. But I remember watching all that and, like, not being upset. I remember not like I just it was entertainment to me, and I yeah. remember like and I remember WCW. There were things going on in the company that I it wasn't as good to me. Like they, they, the storylines, things weren't like adding up as much. And I go, this isn't as good as it used to be. But I I never like watched anything and was like angry or got upset. I didn't realize that winning that WCW championship like destroyed his life for a while. With like, yeah. but of him. With that portion of fans that the negative that existed even back then, like ate away at them. Yeah, they're along I mean, that, with other things. That makes me think of like two things. Well, one, like back when I was watching it as a kid, I loved it. Yeah, I thought it I was loved the movie Ready to Rumble. It was. I loved the movie. I loved. I loved him winning the belt. I thought it was so cool as a kid, and I watched wrestling as a kid. Not as much for the matches, but just like the the characters and yeah. the NWO and 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 the stories and I couldn't have given two shits about the I matches or the anything of that. Yeah. So I didn't understand until later when I went through like a phase of being a smart mark or what you know, like I yeah. had that phase before I became a wrestler and learned everything about the business that oh, I'm not supposed to like David Arquette now because he disrespected the business ruined the business <laughs> so ridiculous yeah he it, gave all that money to nobody to that's Owens won the titles family. really won the title guys <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy but then it also made me think of you know how much that did affect his acting career Everything. of being a wrestler and but that's how sad it and i even i just even personally you know have seen not until really The Rock, he was the one that kind of changed the perception of being a wrestler and an actor. He changed it. Everyone but, else is no one has really been able to ever break through. Through I talk about this. Wrestling actually hurts you more than helps you for most people. Yeah. And even Rock had to get away from it for quite a mm-hmm. while, distance himself. But like Hogan had tried to do. I know Austin tried to do some stuff and like it. you get pigeonholed. Yeah. By your, it's like, it, it's, it's almost like you get, and that's why I talk about too with wrestling and like, even what, with me leaving, I left before they could hurt me too much that like you get pigeonholed. Like if you're quote unquote, another guy that puts people over for too long, you can get stuck as that role from the fans and like where he got kind of that scream character. They talk about that Dewey character and everything and the, the wrestling kind of like pigeonholed him almost in an odd way. And like you're right, The Rock was one of the only was the first one to break through, and Cena's doing some stuff now, but he still is going to have his challenges mm-hmm. with it. It's really, and I've dealt with it with the supplements. I'm like, wait, you supplements? You're a wrestler? No, like you're allowed to be good at other things and understand other things, and like it's it really can can just 
it can hurt you mm-hmm. and anything out there. And he experienced that firsthand. Yeah. And what's funny is if people that are so judgmental about wrestling could just get past it and really look at it for what it is, is these are like, honestly, like about to say actors on steroids and yeah. that's not <laughs> what I, but I meant like yeah. actors, like times 10 because there are actors out there that are doing stunts and having to memorize more scripts than most actors have to memorize. So yeah. it's like, you should want these types of people to be a part of your production because they're going to get in there and they're going to work harder than most actors, yeah. you know? And uh, they're treated horribly usually through WWE so that when they get into a movie set and they're treated good, they're just happy all the time. Yeah. Hey, have we started recording yet? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a whole, we've got a, we've got a few no, more no, minutes. I like to tire the guest on. out real thoroughly before I get into the, to the, the worst part of the conversation. That was a dumb joke I was sitting on this whole time. <laughs> I just had to do it. I felt like the timing was right. I would have, I should have just ribbed you and said, Oh my God, I forgot the, uh, <laughs> it's shit. that had been fine. <laughs> I actually do the, uh, I got the camera on too. So I always get it. The, uh, I used to not record right off the bat. I used to like talk into the person, but like what would happen is we'd get a great conversation going and I'm like, damn it. Like, and then finally a guy goes, you just, just keep it going. He goes, and then people change sometimes. Yeah, they change when the it comes on. Changes. Yeah. And whereas I go, it just because I want it just to be a conversation where I feel like if it's just on, it's just, it's so much more natural. And sometimes someone like, oh, I'll take something out in the beginning or, you know, if it's, if they didn't know, but it just makes it more yeah, like enjoyable. Yeah, like that massage parlor stuff. Yeah, like we'll, we we'll take all that out. <laughs> take that out. Um, no, but the David Arquette stuff really, it, the, that movie, I, I lost it with the guy in the van curling in the van. Yeah. The, that to me, I don't. I literally had to stop. I, I was in tears laughing. Oh, dude, and, me too. I'm watching it with my girlfriend, and she's not like the biggest wrestling fan, but like you know, has been kind of sucked into it because I do my on your mark, Marky Extreme character, yep. and so she's unfortunately for her, she's been sucked into a lot of bullshit and weird things. But um, at that part, I stopped it, and I'm like, babe, you know my Marky Extreme character. This is that yep. in real life. And like it kind of like blew her mind because she's never seen backyard wrestling. Yeah. And man, I think it's the part that blew my mind the most is he went into this random backyard and it he really <laughs> he, they, well, I, I think he, they couldn't have picked worse people for the for the workers to like judge. Like it's not like he went to like NXT and they're like, we're gonna put him through his paces. The people that were talking you would have thought we're like 50 year veterans like Ric Flair. I wanted to grab those yeah. guys killed me. They're like, are oh, you going to come in this backyard? You need to respect this business. You hear me? Like, they're like, doing, get and there was like yourself. no wrestling. It was like light bulbs. <laughs> like I think he was smart uh, enough to know that that would be the best for the film. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I had to have, if he yeah. did it, it it's going to work out that way. Cause I'm like, where's he, even that that wrestling school and like we're gonna we're gonna find you a wrestling school. Then he goes to that. That was the word I told my girlfriend too. Like that's not a wrestling school. Just so no. you know, like that's not. No, but may- maybe that's a wrestling school if you live down the road from it and you have no money. And that's like, but the the guy, the trainer on that, like, don't make me get in that ring. I was like, <laughs> bitch, I want to see you get in that ring. <laughs> Please try to. I would love to see you try. I. I thought it was well done on that because I go the it, it elicited a really strong emotion out of me, reaction out of me with those and those guys in the backyard. I go this this is, and I want to you know I don't spoilers don't don't you know fast forward thirty seconds, but um the part that really got me was when his wife dressed up like Miss Elizabeth. Oh my god, and, yeah. Oh, it I almost started crying. I was like, 
And my girlfriend did cry. And I was like, you don't even know Miss Elizabeth and what all this means. But it was, you know, it was such a cool moment. And yeah, I mean, it meant a he lot did kind him. of redeem himself a bit because in the world of wrestling, yeah. he's a lot more respected now. They, I see, and I didn't realize, and I, it, it was, I think that's like a, to me, I watch and I go, man, he let the negativity get to him. And it, but, but that's him. Yeah, it's him. That's, but he has other conditions going on as well that I didn't realize. And then, but watching that film, I go, man, and it meant so much for whatever reason. Cause like I look at it, I go that portion of the fans, fuck them. They can go fuck off. Like if they're the ones in the talking bad about him, I wouldn't give two shits about it, but it was such a big part of his life. And with everything going on, he wanted their respect. And like, you got to watch the whole film and understand and see that. And then him like learning to go out there and, and wrestle. I just do wish, I hope he went to other, he had to have gone to better schools at some point to, yeah. to learn. Well, Peter Avalon, camera. from what I know, you know, Peter Avalon, I've heard of, I've heard of yeah. him. He's a, uh, the librarian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Follow such him on a Twitter. Good dude. Yeah. Such a good dude. Um, he apparently re retrained okay. David Arquette. Yeah. Um, the guy in Virginia you see snippets it. of it in it, but okay. Yeah. That was true. He, that, good point. Yeah. Cause I was then I was like, man, he did some go down to Mexico and like, <laughs> I mean, it's great for the film though. Oh yeah. But I was like, man, like he could have learned that, that. Like, how about that street wrestling? I had never heard about that. Me neither. That like, but it was incredible. But that's how people like essentially. And for the people listening, it's like, if you were to go out there and just like someone you go out and you're looking for money and just walking up to cars, but they would put on a show for them, a little spot, so to speak in the road at a red light. And then go collect the money Dude, if they did a good job. When things get real bad, uh, financially, potentially, not for you, but for me, I'm going to come to Vegas and let's do some street wrestling matches in front of some parked cars. I think stuff. that would be is me <laughs> as Ryback as well. And, oh, God, yeah. And But I also have the Feed Me More sign for in the... Uh, dude. You're advertising your supplements. Everything. You, we're getting tips. <laughs> it's, you know, I'll bring a I'm, couple hot fitness chicks out to go hell sell yeah. some supplements at the light. We'll collect money for our spot. Exactly. We'll all go to you. We'll get it and get it, everything. I'm going to remind you of this in about three to five years when I'm, <laughs> when I'm really needing a, a, a boost. Our a spots would not be boost. nearly as entertaining as the, the, the spots in Mexico. It would be no. lock up, knee to the gut, and a big glom to the back, and then... Yep, right back rules and we go collect the money. Hundred percent, no bumps needed. <laughs> Man, they were bumping and like, yeah, on hot concrete. I'm like, God dang it! That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, Man, that concrete's got to be hot. Oh yeah, no, I was the fact that he did a good job of that film. And for the people watching, I highly recommend it. I think it was like five or six bucks to rent it. Mm -hmm. um, I think it might be free if you're on Amazon. I should have had it for free maybe because it was on Amazon Prime. But I, I had a new account selling. I ended up, I paid six bucks for it. It was worth it. So yeah, it was so good. But yeah, but man, I don't want to take up too much more of your time here, but uh, I always ask everyone that that's on the show for one piece of advice for the listeners that that's something that's helped you or resonated with you in your life the most, if, if you could leave them with. Yeah. I mean, it's so clear. I, I don't know, man, it's so many things, but so it's so cliche for me, but I, I'm really uh, you know, trying to appreciate the journey, you know, yeah. a bit more, you know, like uh, I get really caught up on, you know, in the entertainment business, especially like what's the next thing, next thing, what's the next thing going to be. And you got to like stop sometimes and, and just appreciate all the things that you have been able to accomplish. 
and just live in, I don't know, live in the present a bit more, man. When I start thinking about the future too much, like that's when I start slipping and, you know, I get a bit too overwhelmed and I try to just like center myself and just keep myself as present as possible. Happiness is a choice and it's, it's, a, it's a mindset. I think, I think that's, that's a great piece of advice. And I constantly remind myself of that, of everything too, of each day just being thankful and I think that's like too having, I have like positive reminders all around because we live in a very negative world mm. and I think it's easy to get caught up in that. But my thing is if we can't be happy now, there's really nothing that we're not going to know how to be happy even when we have more or it, it, it's, it's a mindset. So I, I think that's a great piece of advice because we you get caught up in the future and worrying. Most of the time we make up scenarios that aren't even hundred percent and it anxiety kicks in and but if we could just live in the now and in the present just it's i think that that's a great piece of advice so where's the best place for people to find you with everything you got going on anything you want to plug yeah yeah i mean you know follow my my socials on um i'm shane underscore heartline on instagram i got a a lot of cool things that i'm going to be announcing soon on my socials but also i think the thing i want to push the most on this podcast because of the the wrestling audience you have is my on your mark uh youtube channel and uh podcast so youtube.com slash on your mark show and it's the on your mark wrestling podcast and on all the podcast platforms but yeah, I've been doing that that YouTube channel for a couple of years, and it's it's been super fun. So, good deal, man. No, extremely talented. Everyone, please follow me. Like, I, I love your stuff. I'm, I'm looking. Oh at man, your, thank you. I truly, believe you have a very bright future with whatever you do because you're you're very talented. So, oh man, that means uh, thank you. I appreciate your time, and guys, we'll be right back after these messages. What's going on, guys? The big guy Ryback here with Feed Me More Nutrition. Check us out on feedmemore.com or Amazon. You can actually save 10% on Feed Me More Nutrition at feedmemore.com with discount code PODCAST10. $1 of every sale on the website goes towards 3Square and feeding the homeless. We have our new fruity cereal, I So Hungry, our mango candy, Wake Up Unlimited Energy, and our Brain Feed Brain Support. We have supplements for men and women using only stevia and monk fruit, no aspartame, no sucralose, no artificial colors. We have something for everybody, guys. Get hungry, stay hungry, feed me more. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. FuelMeals.com Feed me more. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza 
enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. Welcome back. Big thank you to Shane Hartline. Man, what a fun guy. Fun. That was a fun conversation. And uh, I finally got to, uh, we follow each other for for quite some time now. He's friends with some of the people I'm friends with. And and I'm really happy. Got to finally just sit down and have a conversation. And uh, he's doing a lot of great things. And uh, so, so give him a follow with all of that. I want to go ahead, guys. We have a huge contest going on here with Feed Me More Nutrition. This is the biggest giveaway, the cash giveaway I've done yet. Maybe Shane will get in on that too. I don't know. It is, I'm giving away with Feed Me More Nutrition here, $2,500 cash. We just gave out $2,000 cash. We've given out thousands of dollars during COVID. But wait, there's more. I have upped the ante. I don't know how I'm going to outdo this one. Well, I'm going to probably have to outdo it with more cash. That's for sure. I'm giving out not only $2,500 for purchasing Feed Me More Nutrition in the next two weeks, a contest that ends Friday, September 11th at midnight Pacific. And I'm going to give you that code in one minute to, to get yourself automatically entered and to get 20% off. But guys, I am giving out a signed, authentic Intercontinental Championship, personalized and signed by the big guy Ryback. Guys, this is huge. This is this is this is a a wrestling fan's dream come true, or not, depending on if you like me or not. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, guys, all you got to do is use discount code Hungry twenty five hundred Hungry two five zero zero. I will put it in the description of the show on the details on that. Go to feedmemore.com on the checkout process. Towards the end, you'll be asked for a discount code. You type in Hungry2500. We give you 20% off and an automatic entry. Every purchase is a new entry. Guys, we use a random number generator on this. And uh, Christopher Yee just won the $2,000 last week. And I post the the PayPal. Guys, and literally, on this ends uh, September 11th. On September 12th, a Saturday morning afternoon, you could have $2,500 in your account and also an Intercontinental Championship on its way to you, signed by me. Not a bad little deal, if you ask me, for simply trying the best supplements on the planet. Oh, but wait, there's even more. We are also giving you a free premium shaker bottle and workout towel with your orders. Guys, so please check that out if that's something that might interest you. For under $30, guys, you can get an entry into this contest. And get some free stuff with it as well. So maybe worth checking out. Moving on here. I want to go ahead and do the review of the week, guys. Let me pull that up real quick here. Thank you guys to everyone. Your iTunes reviews are always greatly appreciated, guys. It really helps out this show. And if you can just take a minute to go to iTunes and to leave a review of the show. This week's review winner is actually that I picked. The winner is Mikey and Fred this week. Their title is Enjoy This. 
with several exclamation marks. I think they messed up though. They left a one-star review, but it's a five-star writing. So I don't know if an error was made or if they thought maybe the one-star was was five stars. I don't know, but they're the winner. And they said, I picked up listening. I, so I saw the one star and, I, and I'm reading the review and I go, where are they going to turn it around on me? It, it never happened. <laughs> so I picked up listening to this podcast as Phoenix just came on the show. I liked the adult conversation and the way everyone banners back and forth. Asian Joe is a great add to the team. I seriously look forward to listening every week. I started listening to this podcast again after a little bit of a hiatus, and it is what gets me through my day. I listen to a couple episodes a day when I can, and the inspiration is completely great. Thank you, big guy. Glad we got the audio fixed. I really thought at some point he was going to tell me how bad I suck and justify that one-star rating, but it it, it was a simple mistake I'm going to chalk it up as. But you're this week's winner, Mikey and Fred. Please email the big guy at feedmemore.com a screenshot of your review along with the supplement that you would like from Feed Me More Nutrition on feedmemore.com. And we'll, we'll get you hooked up with a, a free Feed Me More Nutrition supplement for your time and for your review and for you guys to please to, to keep those reviews coming. They really, really help us out. We need more of them. So feed me more reviews. With a, and by the way, Phoenix is supposed to actually tentatively scheduled here for a recording with me on uh, this week to have her back on the show. We usually have her on at least once a year. We're due. And last time we recorded, actually, it was a mysterious error with the camera. The camera was recording, but didn't record. And so we didn't even get the YouTube footage. Phoenix got all done up and came over. And I was, uh, we only had the audio. So we got to make sure that never happens again. So, uh, we're looking forward to that. She might want a drink. I, she wants to go hard in the paint on Tuesday. So that might be one of the most interesting shows to date for the following week. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. She could cancel too. It, it wouldn't be, she has canceled before. So, but she also was very reliable for a long time and helped save this show. I might add after the initial things that went down. And uh, so I'm forever thankful for Phoenix. All right, moving on, guys. My thought of the week. The big guy's thought of the week. Ryback positivity. I don't know what to call it. I'm trying to come up with a gimmick for it. I, it changes all the time. It's my thought of the week, though. It's always positive. And it simply is from a quote, guys, uh, that I put out on social media that I put up with my supplements that I always do things with the Feed Me More Nutrition Hungry logo. But it, the simple thing is, is do more things that make you forget to check your phone. Do more things that make you forget to check your phone. But I had to check my phone to read that. Guys, and again, and I think this goes in with everything talking with Shane. And we talk about it a lot every week because I really, I honestly think it's so, so important. And I can't stress this enough with everything. And I see it, how it's affecting everybody here uh, going with everything going on and how it's affected me at times on, on having to just get away from it, that we, we have to, it's up to us to figure this out. Nobody's going to figure this out for us. And uh, we're, like I said, we're all guinea pigs with the technology and that when we, we have a lot going on in our lives and when we keep busy and we, we can live in the present, live in the now and do things that make us forget about our phones, I think that's extremely valuable. And I, I think it's so important. And I think, again, our phones are great and the technology is great. And it, it, so many cool things about it. But as we talked about with Shane, like there's a lot of negatives. 
And the negatives can outdo the positives really, really quickly and cause a lot of problems in people's lives. And, and I've talked about it with everything that's going on. And whether it's the social media apps trying to tell us we need to do these things to stay on their apps longer to make them more money, we have to be smart enough to realize and go, what value is this adding to my life? Now, it's different if you have a business and there's things you got to get done. And I've talked about this and me hiring people out eventually, but I had to do so much early on and I chose to. And then I saw how just negative it was and detrimental to my health, my mental health, where I was like, I don't want to be on this. I don't want to be exposed to this. And, And you see it with a lot of top successful people. They put out their content, but they just live their lives. They let other people capture it and then they put out their content. And then they go on it still and they get their fix, I'm sure, here and there. But like they're not on it what it would seem like they're on it. They got people doing that for them. And now so it's a little different when you have a business on that. But for most people, you don't. So you have to be really just conscious of like, what what are we doing? Do we need to be lost in the comments for hours, hours of the day? In finding ways to add value to our lives in real life. Because I tell you guys something, life is, was never broken. The real world was never broken. I oftentimes, I, I remember growing up without this stuff. And, and I, even the days and the days like I'm away from it the most. And on, like is when I'm just, it's crazy. The happiness levels just start going up on their own. But the more that you're on it, the happiness levels go down. And you don't, it, it's an odd thing. But like we talked about, it's addicting and you, you got to get compulsive and you got to be on it. You got to be on it. You got to be on it. So I think it's just trying to find things and enjoy things to remind ourselves how great life is without it. You know, and like, well, we'll ride back. How do we do that? Go for a hike. Don't bring your phone. Well, what if we get lost? Well, Okay. If you could bring your phone and not look at it the entire time, put it in a backpack, put it somewhere, shut it off, put it in in a backpack and keep a backpack on where you're not going to go to it. You're not allowed to. Well, what if I want to record? Fuck your recording. You're going up. This is for your mental health, damn it. No, you can go do it another time and record. The purpose of this is go do something hour or two where you don't have to look at your phone and you'll be amazed at how quickly you're okay with it once you get past that initial period. And that's how you start. And maybe it's not two hours. Maybe it's, it depends on the level. Maybe it's only 20 minutes. That's crazy to even talk about, but maybe that that's what it is. Maybe it's five minutes away from it. Ryback, we never, our phone never leaves our hand. We sleep with our phone in our hand. Take it out of your hands, put it in another room and walk away for five minutes. Do something. You got to start building up tolerance to being away from it and learning that it's okay away from it because otherwise it's just this never ending. And you hear just, and I see it and talking to different people. I think we're all going to have to deal with this. And I've dealt with this for in many different ways and, and continuously. And like I said, I'm turning over the social media and responsibilities more and more. And I'll never stop putting out content. I want to, I want to be very figured into things in the future. But I also understand the, the value of my mental health and my happiness. And we got to find ways to do things in real life. And everyone's going to have different things. Maybe it's you, you start playing the guitar. I'm not a music guy. I, I fucking hate the guitar. I don't get any enjoyment out of any of that. I like listening to music, but I'm not a guitar player. I'm not a musical guy. 
You know what I mean? Find ways, just things that, that appeal to you. You know, if you have a bike, go for a bike ride for 30 minutes or an hour. Don't look at the phone. I see people, kids skateboarding or riding. I literally have seen kids riding their bikes on their phones the whole time. You know, it's what people, it, it, it's just, it's, it, the technology is very addicting. And we have it, our phones have become part of us, part of everyday life. So do more things that, that can take you away from your phone. The phones aren't going anywhere. We all are going to use them. They're part of life. But I think if we can do more things without them, it can, it can add that balance where the, the negatives don't outdo the positives. And you got to strengthen that part of your mind away from it. I really, I really believe that. And that's my thought of the week. Pow! All right. That stepbrothers has stayed with me, that pow. Maybe I'm going, to end, I'm going to end the thought of the week with pow every time. I think I'm keeping that. Yep, we are. All right, guys. Wrapping up this week's show for all fan mail, any hot sauces, anything. You just want to send me gifts, guys. All these chicks got Amazon wish lists. Just send me money. <laughs> P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. That was an evil laugh. I apologize. Just send me money with followed by an evil laugh. <laughs> don't send me money, guys. You don't have to send me money. I'm okay. The uh, Fuel Meals personal meal prep service I use, fuelmeals.com. Save 15% with discount code the big guy. They have signature meals, custom meals, steak, chicken, quesadillas, different, different fish, salmon, tilapia, guys, and, and all sorts of goodies over there. And uh, they're, they're a great company, and, and I like working with them. Um, I also get a dollar for every meal, guys, so stock up. <laughs> Teespring for all shirts. Got another design, a you versus you design we got going up here. Also, I'm probably going to do that later on. I'm just completing a 24-hour fast. I get to eat actually in 6.30, 30, 8.30, 30, hours. A little less than two and a half hours. For all media inquiries, the big guy at feedmemore.com. Do not email the nutrition support through the website. Email me, guys. That is for customer service. You know what? That's something I actually want to talk about real quick. I think it's important. And uh, from a book I'm reading too, and it, it was talking about, you'll hear a lot of companies, guys, where they say the customer is always right. And I always thought that was odd to me because it's not true. So it's lying because the, we all know the customer is not always right. Oftentimes the customer could be flat out wrong. And it, there's this book was talking about it and it just resonated with me. And I, and this is how I've ran my business from the beginning. They talk about bad customers. So people that take advantage of situations, people that in like the whole Amazon thing has ruined people because Amazon, I've talked about this and my stress of dealing with them as a seller and how they treat their sellers, but they've literally, they, they let people return stuff for 30 days, even if they use the entire thing. They allow people to abuse the system and they reward them for it, which has opened up a can of worms where you get a certain portion of people that think they could take advantage of situations. And they talk really negatively. They talk, they talk bad to customer support. They have attitudes. And this book really, and I go, you know what? This is what I've always thought. This is how I'm going to run my company. I'm not going to bend over backwards for people that act like pieces of shit. And the customer's not always right. And I think that's something that's really important. And I see it on different things. Here's the psychology behind it. And this is where, and I think it comes with being honest and being real to yourself. Custom, companies that say the customer's always right, we all can agree that they're lying. 
That's bullshit. We all know, we all know people that take advantage of things like this, right? So that is a false statement. What that company is saying is, because Amazon, by the way, doesn't lose money, the seller does. So Amazon's profiting no matter what, and the sellers pay for it. So that's why they do that. So people that understand that. That you are saying as a business that if a, comp- a customer is taking advantage of a situation and they want to act in a bad way and you're afraid they're going to say bad things about your company and that so you you do whatever you can to try to make this customer, this unreasonable customer happy. You are saying that you're doing this because you want their money over a longer period of time because you're afraid of losing their money. To me, it's just the wrong way. I'll cut your money loose. I don't want your fucking money. Go somewhere else. Go find a company doing what I'm doing. I don't care. And it's not, it, 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 this is for bad people, by the way. And this isn't for good customers. And this is this is for people, and I've seen this in, through customer service and in dealing with it over the years. And there's a small portion of people that try to take advantage of, that like to complain, whatever it is. Just But they and it always have a negative attitude that I'm saying, okay, I'm going to let you treat me like shit because I just want to keep collecting your money. Nope. I don't want your money. I'm telling you, go somewhere else. Go fucking shop another company. Go take something with aspartame and sucralose. I don't give a shit. Go. I'm not taking your money. I think that's the most honest way to be as a business. So it's a different mindset because it's an honest mindset. And it's well, companies will do things because they don't want to hurt their profits. Or, ah, they're going to leave a negative review. That can hurt my profits. I'll find a way to succeed no matter what by being honest. So, and this is again dealing with the a portion of negative people taking advantage of things that, that talk in a, in a negative way that, that verbally attack. And I have no time for that. Bye. Go shop somewhere else. So I think, and I think that's the best way to be. It's honest. It's honest. Moving on. Wake up. It's feeding time. My motivational book. Pow. Available on Amazon paperback and Kindle format. And follow me on social media. The big guy Ryback 22. Feed me more nutrition. The Ryback show and Ryback TV on Instagram, the YouTube channel, Ryback TV. Please subscribe, turn on notifications, follow me for some entertaining content. We've got Feed Me More Nutrition content on there, Ryback TV on YouTube. I still think it's YouTube backslash, youtube.com backslash Feed Me More TV, but it's Ryback TV. The backup channel is Ryback TV too. You want Ryback TV, the one with all the subscribers on that. I am Ryback on Twitter. Feed me more nutrition on Facebook, Ryback247 on Snapchat. Also, check out my show, The Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report, patreon.com backslash Ryback. With myself and Raj Geary of WrestlingInc.com, The Wrestling Report each and every week with all the latest news and what's going on. Insider professional thoughts, not some Marky Mark, motherfucking Mark talking about Mark ass shit. Real insight from somebody who's excelled at it and will once again when they're back. Thank you guys very much for listening. You've just listened to another episode of The Ryback Show. Feed me more. This is Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment, and 